Thank you for listening to this Podcast One production. Available on Apple Podcasts and Podcast One. Happy Friday, everybody, and welcome to episode 30, 30 of the Snyder Cut. I am your handsome host, as you can tell, Jeff Snyder, senior film reporter at Collider, and with me are the, uh, my favorite guests in the history of the show. All due respect to everybody else. Justin Kroll, film reporter at Variety. Thanks for coming, buddy. What's up, dude? Man, I can't, I can't believe it's been <laughs> like six weeks since I've done this podcast. It's crazy next week's May. That's what I was thinking about today. Like someone mentioned, I was like, holy shit. Time <laughs> is just flying by or slowing to a crawl. Um, so I guess first things first, how are you and yours? How have you been navigating this uh, this quarantine? Um, it was, you know, we're down to a routine now. I think that's, you know, it, it's with the baby, like you do certain stuff. So a kid's three months old now, so he... It's better than having like a kid that you have to entertain for like all day, a five-year-old or something. That'd be awful. But you know, he's got his nap times now. Um, basically like from seven till 9am I'm helping out as much as I can. I have a call from nine to nine 30. That's when I, and like I'll do the their editorial meeting. Yeah. Like a conference call and like yep. to see what the news is for the day. And basically I barely ever talk on that. I just, so I'm like in my workout room on Peloton or something and I have the call on. And I get that mm-hmm. done for my day. So it's two birds and one stone. You got the Peloton, huh? Oh, that's been a lifesaver during No this. wonder you're looking so in shape, buddy. <laughs> well, if you look back, I actually, I have a boxing a reflex bag I just got too. So that's, oh, okay. a, I, I set that up on Wednesday. You got a hot tub over there? It's, it's just a pool. <laughs> uh, the hot, hot tub is uh, right next, see where my dog is? You can see the little circular thing right there. Oh, man, I'm, I'm breaking into your house tonight. <laughs> don't, shoot, don't shoot any intruders in the backyard. Yeah, just give me a warning sign. <laughs> um, and then, like, you know, it's from, uh, you know, I, I, my wife does appreciate that I'm here to help, but she realizes I am working. So, like, unless if there's, like, the kids has, like, a massive poop or, like, he's losing his mind, she usually is fine. Um, and I, I know when I, I have off times, too, this – this quarantine, it's been tough. You know, I am a, I've been able to get a hold of people. Uh, right. My sources have found ways to, where we can chat and all that stuff. That said, I'm still waiting a lot of times. So I'll, if I see she needs help, I'll do that. And then, you know, between five and six, I start cooking dinner, which is nice because I'm home and I can start prepping. So it's not as rushed when it used to be. And then once dinner's done, he's got like an hour and a half, two hours before we put him down. Uh, so we'll there's show like we you know we watch our shows that we both watch he goes to bed at 8 30 we have a whole process where it's like a half an hour bedtime of bath and stuff mm-hmm. and then from 9 to 11 it's another shows and then we're in, in bed and that's pretty much it and i mean you're you're living your life around a baby's sleep schedule but has your own sleep schedule been affected with this pandemic because i found that my hours are like totally different you mean like when I wake up and stuff and like, I mean, like I, yeah, falling like I'm, asleep? I, I'm going to bed much later. Like, I feel like I can't sleep. Uh, I mean, again, I have a kid like you're, it all depends right. on how well your night's sleep. Like last night I, I was, you know, we'll, we'll get into it. But my, my routine also is, is like when I go to bed now, I'm not reading a book. I'm doing Quibi. Okay. Um, so like after yeah, a third we're, episode, we're definitely going to talk about Quibi later. Yeah. After a third, after my third episode last night, I, I could feel like the way you're reading a book and you feel yourself getting tired. I yep. felt getting tired, mm-hmm. so I put it down and rolled to sleep. 
Um, Monday night, I, I like got like three hours because once the kid was up, I couldn't fall. I was wide awake. So I like sure. went downstairs and finished a Netflix show or something. Um, it all depends. Like, you know, I try not to get my thoughts as much. You know, my wife has a little bit more. Like she thinks about what's going on. I, I, I what we don't have control in, I don't, I don't let it bother me. I try to avoid outside of the Gavin Newsom press conferences, avoid the news at all points. I've been right. staying off of Twitter more too. It's mm-hmm. just, I, I've been, unless I'm posting a story or making sure other people I follow, I have alerts for people who are breaking news like you or Boris or something. But other than that, like the way the world is with the negativity, it's just like, if I can't control it, there's no point in like getting all bent on a shape out of it. Um, so yeah, that sleep, I haven't really been like losing sleep over, I've, I've been finding ways to fall asleep a, because I have a kid and B it's like, there's nothing else I can do in terms of. Has, has your, do you still have that appetite though, to break news this time? Cause part of me yeah. is like, Oh, oh yeah. this is just so like frivolous, all this stuff, you know, like we're, we're no, no you, 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 you want to break the story. Well, so the first two weeks I was talking with people about what's appropriate well, the first right. week was all triage because it was just every production was shutting down the right. agencies like there was very like it's all like the instant what was happening because of this pandemic every story we wrote had coronavirus in it. yeah and i didn't need to worry about that and i didn't have to worry about losing it because it wasn't as if boris or you were fleming were breaking and stuff so i right. like focused on that it's like priority. a ceasefire called and and then as as things came along you know i i mean the thing that set like I texted you like when Fleming broke the Ryan Gosling and right. thing, I was like, well, Gates, there you go. It, br- it broke the dam. It, it gave us dam. permission I, to, it did, to report. Because it. I, I then had the like, go to the publicist and be like, Fleming's done this. I don't, I don't feel like I'm the bad guy. And, and I also feel like, you know, the flattening the curve a little bit, it, it does feel like the like doom and gloom of where it was three weeks ago. It, it people have just either are numb to it gotten used to it or it does feel like social distancing is working where like it's not as scary as it was in march like march was just some fucking end of days doomsday stuff and i do feel like as long as you don't watch trump's press conferences (laughs) you don't get that um as much so yeah i i I mean this week i had i've been i think i had like six things i broke and there'll be something is this live by the way no okay There'll be a good one at 10 o'clock that's going to Oh, okay. Um, Olivia Wilde's the Don't Worry Darling has a pretty good cast. Oh, you got the – that's awesome. Not What's exclusive, that? but the cast is – it's um. there's a there's a fan favorite of ours. You know, he's a fan of peanut butter, so um, uh, um, so uh, he's in it, which I thought was pretty awesome. But, uh, but yeah, I've been – you know, there, I, we still have to do the layoff stories, um, but, like – I try my best to like really now that people are open to it. I'm, I'm, I mean, the thing is I've still been getting leads left and right. This, right. The, the, the studios are still buying a ton of packages and putting writers. So from your perspective, stuff. the town is still op- conducting business, you know, not maybe not as usual, but there's no slowdown. There's still plenty of development deals. Devel- and, and yes. You're just not adding a production start date. I mean, I guess we can, do you want to just get into like yeah, yeah, yeah. how no, this let's, has affected the town as a segue? Let, let's do um, it. I, I, you know, the biggest, we, me and um, Brent Lang wrote a thing about how these productions will get up and running. Um, that was a good piece. Um, and, you know, obviously the big important thing is like scheduling for talent and all stuff. With, with, when I, I had Chris Pine in the Saint reboot, which I know is your new favorite film, you can't wait to <laughs> see it. Um, but no, but with that, you know, when I was talking to people around him, it was like, you know, he's going to do it. But like the, the biggest thing with talent coming out of these things is you don't have a start date. Right. It's just there. It's like, they're going to, 
Now the diff- the thing here is he's not attaching. He's going to close a deal that where like he would get paid once the production starts. But uh, where it's attachment, there's no like deal points. But, but for a main a main star like that, aren't they sort of building the production schedule around you know the the cast, the main actor's sure. schedule? Which ironically. <laughs> He's also in this Olivia Wilde thing today, so now oh, okay. he, he he's got two two things in in a week. So Chris is Chris is keeping busy when this all gets up and running again. But you know the the thing that I've been breaking the most that's been selling the most is writers on on films, directors on films. Like those have been because like you can if anything it almost helps that they have they don't have this because it's like a TBD they have this ability to get the script right find the right cast, you know, I, you know, the zoom meetings, I think um, the thing I, not the piece this week, but there was a piece um, a couple of weeks ago about uh, what the, what, you know, kind of right after what people are doing zoom meetings are a big thing. I think I said, Anna Taylor joy and uh, George Miller met for fear. Right, yeah. That, that was a good little nugget. He was, he was meeting with, he's meeting with several actresses, but like he's, you know, but that that's what they've been doing. And I'm sure like, you know, I know Gosling is doing that with directors right now for his Hail Mary film. They're doing Zooms and, you know, it's odd. You're, you get used to it. This is, this is what I've been doing to meet with friends last couple of weeks is sure. FaceTime calls and stuff like that. So it, the, the key here with all this stuff is production start dates. In terms of productions themselves, it's the Wild West. And, 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 and it's, a lot of it has to do with testing until I, I think it seems like you know, we're progressing with the antibody stuff, but until they have something like you can't, I mean, you really can't be like, this won't happen all year because it, this is changing fluidly and all stuff. But at the same time to be like, well, we're going to get something up and running by June. is just, that's crazy. Like, uh, like to, to so, so, you know, I, my sources had sort of indicated that that production, they were, they were trying to resume for like July. You don't think that that's, that's doable. At no, this I point? do. I think that's, I think that's the earliest cold brew. <laughs> Um, um, I think it's doable. I think June is probably out of, it's kind of like the movies. Mulan is when the first film is supposed to break uh, or um, come out in theaters. Um, I think the same, it's, it will so, be. Do you it, think that those movies will stick to those release dates that Tenet will come out in July and Mulan will come out the week after? I don't know. I still am, don't know why Tenet hasn't moved. And I don't think it is at this point. Cause I think Nolan has sent, He's like, we're hoping that this, why, why, why didn't it move on Monday? Like, why wasn't it in that big Warner Brothers release thing? Because Warner Brothers has been stubborn. Why, you know, why did Wonder why, Woman take a while to, to, to move? Sure, but like they moved it. They moved a ton of stuff Monday. I really do think it's staying unless, I think they're going to wait until like June 15th or something at this point. They, they really want to see where things are. I will say Mulan is the first film to for, it was the first big release to kind of get moved and now right. Disney is like we're doing this here. So that's probably a sign. Um I we'll see. It's, Le, it's like let me ask you this. So July rolls around. Are you going to a movie theater to check out Tenet? It all depends. I will say right now. We you know, we're like rational human beings. There's some people out there who who don't who don't believe who haven't been affected by COVID? Right, it's who, all a hoax. <laughs> not not say a hoax, but they're like, so what? I'll get sick. Right. Um. They they. I, I do not underestimate how this quarantine is affecting people when they, when they when these restrictions start to lift. 
it's going to be people are going to sprint out of their houses to just get away from the house just to go somewhere else and like we have a mask on we have gloves on i i I actually think like people will be like well i have the mask and this then i can do this and i could now here's my thing that i thought of what if a theater if you only have one or two films out so mulano and tenant open they're the only theaters so if you go to an arc light and there's 18 theaters you're allowing 70 like old school hollywood where there's only so many films out if you are doing like 70 people to a theater but there's times that by right, there's, there's 10 theaters in each 70 right. if 15 theaters go in at once they're split up seven and eight mulan and tenant and you, you do those numbers numbers pretty good and if someone walks in and sees there really is nowhere there's no one that everyone's wearing a mask so if you hear a cough you're like oh i got a mask on like 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 some people are going to be that kind of cautious where they're going to do it now i right. think theaters will still be not as like compared to restaurants and and bars, they people go there first before they go to a phone. Because most people want to see people and talk to people. That's the right. one thing that theaters have against them. You can't talk to your friends when you, when you go there. Mm-hmm. A bar, anywhere else, like a bar, like these other place, like communal places, people just want to see each other right now more than anything. So that's what, what's against theaters. But I do think if, if there's limited product and you, and you do figure out how to do a theater where people aren't running into each other, you can only have some people at a concession line. You know, you know, maybe you're, it's like concessions are kind of shut down and they have to, you know, you're buying stuff at separate places. But I do, I, I was thinking from the get-go, why not have two films and just these theaters are using those to get it in? But like, you know. Right. So there, there won't be the typical variety that we normally have Mm-mm. in a given summer season. because we're going to have that hand. anyway. Exactly. So um, let me ask you this. Uh, so movie theaters make most of their money on concessions. Now, how do you rectify, you know, how do you reconcile that when everyone's wearing a mask? How do you, how do I enjoy my nachos? How do I take a sip of my soda without lifting that mask? You know, like. That's probably, that's probably where like, this is, that, that's, that's the ultimate, like, where the theaters are like, how do we make the money? I, I mean, I get there could be a negotiation for like, during this, t- uh, like a limited, in term of splits for what the theater gets and what the 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 studio gets uh-huh. um that that could be a possibility uh where the theater gets more than their typical cut you're saying yeah i mean all like yeah i, I mean it's it, that will be that will be but like like i i will say this like you gotta you're gonna have to eat and drink in a restaurant too so you're gonna have to move your mask right. everywhere you're gonna have to move that mask so it may just be it's going to be weird like cuz like it it's so many thought processes and and stuff I just like don't that. know why Hollywood isn't experimenting with smaller movies coming out in theaters first to gauge that appetite you know like even if it's the Pete Davidson movie from Judd Apatow which still has not moved as far good, as I know that's a good point I, you know, I, like, how how do you just throw a 200 million dollar movie like Tenant out and hope that people are ready to come, to show up you know what i mean uh, it's a great point. I, I think they're doing that because there's always the thought that those types of films will eventually, like, could just end up, um, one sec, uh, could just end up on a streaming service or, of some sort or something like that. Like, maybe, like, though, I mean, I can't, Judd Apatow would have a absolute conniption if his next movie ended up on, like, Peacock. Um, yeah, that's not, that's not gonna happen. But, like, I don't know, maybe they w- still will. Like, it, it, I, it's, 
the thing is, is we're still too early to be like, we're definitely going to this. Right. Like if something happens in the month of May where you can start getting sports, like these testings really do start and you, they've figured it out. You would hope, like if Gavin Newsom comes out and says Memorial Day weekend is now, we're, op- we're going to slowly open so that by 4th of July, we're, we're feeling normal again. You would think by then the everyone who has a business type of situation is like, all right, we got to start getting the plan going and then go from there. So I feel like July 4th is the day that, that America will be reborn and, and we'll all feel a lot comfortable. Maybe I'm being optimistic. I also I, thought we were, we were told that the summer when things get hotter, that the virus can't live in heat. That's so, the thing is we have, oh, man. I, yeah, we don't know anything about it. We just don't know. It's just like whenever, when we're brainstorming all these ideas – like that, that could actually be something where like the, maybe the virus, okay, maybe it's still around, but it's not as like it contagious or you right. can't be on things or what you don't really need a man. Like it seems like Fauci and all these guys have a new thing. The, the bottom line is, is, is we are still in a season where I don't know about, and it's 90 here, obviously, but back East is still in the fifties. Like right. it's still coolish. So that where it could live. When we get to those hotter things, I'm very curious of what, what happens in that front so i don't know man it's just i I, my thing was is like the slow reopen is like memorial day where it's like you get like the essential but not like like it's limited it's like and then by fourth of july you really start trying to see it because bottom line we got to open stuff up like the the, you know it's just these bailouts are only going to go for can only do so much so um yeah i just the weird thing is, is I think we're still a month away from really having any type of grasp of if, if we're like, if this is in for the long haul, we actually can start getting back to business. But um, it's crazy to say, though, that we're a month away from Memorial Day. That's bananas. To me. I know. So, you know, we've seen a bunch of movies uh, like like Artemis Fowl and Trolls World Tour and now Scoob. Scoob. Uh, they're going to be going to, straight to VOD before going to theaters. Why do you think there hasn't been any like adult targeted movies that are pulling a move like that because families are still like because the, they're the, the ones desperate to pay yeah because you still have the netflix and like i'm gonna watch distraction like there's still like enough streaming stuff where you don't need to worry about that at the end of the day that like those films are going to still be the most weirdly it, they, they, they'll get the most viewers but you're lo- you're still losing money because you can only do 20 bucks mm-hmm. so if you have four people to a house like two parents and two kids it's a lot of money you're not being able to pay for trolls where like the way back if that came out straight to vod you're only gonna have two adults seeing that piece of shit so i mean it's you just, oh you didn't like the way back nope uh, oh, we'll wow. get into i didn't i really haven't liked much of 2020 product <laughs> i will say i i've I, no that's totally fair all the best films i saw were mostly it's uh sundance Quibi. I, I actually think the Quibi products have been so much better than. We'll get into right. that, but let's but, let's um, do it. Let's just talk about Quibi. Right, it's already yeah, nine thirty. We've been we've been getting into quarantine way too much. Let's let's. All just, right. Let's so so what what are the shows? Do you, first of all, are you following the shows on Quibi? Is that how you find them? You've made like a, a list where you follow. No. No, I just watching. It's always the top of my. Okay. Like when I, when I when new shows. stuff when new stuff comes out, I go down and see what's the scripted. Uh, well, okay. Here's my question: Do you call it a show or do you call it a movie? Because the length of it is a movie. It's not a show to me. I I call a it a movie. One. No, I'm calling it a movie. I I call it a show. 
Like the most dangerous game to me didn't feel like a movie. It felt like a show and, and that these were each little episodes, just the way that it movie. was written with every six minutes. Here's like a little clip. But if you thing. watch the most dangerous game today, like you got Quibi and watch it today, you could watch a two hour movie. It's a, it's your, it's the length. Like there was no such thing as in, like, like uh, streetlights go on ends up being like 80 minutes. I think there's mm-hmm. no such thing as an 80 minute TV series. Sorry. It just doesn't exist. It's like I, that's a I, fair I, point. Um, so you think I should consider adding all these Quibi shows to like my movie list of yes. like what I saw in a given? That's what I'm life. doing. All right, that's what I'm doing. I so I've done every scripted thing except for the the pool one. I've I've watched Dangerous Game, Survive, Stranger. Um, I'm caught up on Dummy, Free Rayshon, Free Rayshon, Streetlights Go On. Um, is there one more? Oh, and the and the Fifty Frights, which I've actually kind of liked. The state oh, okay. one. Uh, it's just so like, that's a fun one at night because it's like campfire stories, the way mm-hmm. they're all told. I'll watch that one in bed because it's like kind of spooky but cheesy. Um, and so, I so think that you just listed like five or six shows. So you're spending, I mean, so, what, a, a solid 30, 40 minutes each night watching Quibi? No, because I do watch in the morning when my wife's watching GMA, I'll watch two. Okay. If I have a slow period, like I was like, Kind of like, watch them in between stories. Yeah. I also can like you don't have to watch; you could listen. Like the dummy one, I just listened to the jokes while I was writing that mm-hmm. Olivia Wilde thing. Like, and I got everything and what they're doing. It was funny, um, but like, you know, I, like you, it's just picking when you want to do these things. Like they're not like Westworld where you have to be super invested. Sometimes some are, but like others, you know. Um, so what's the what's the best thing on Quibi if you if you could recommend one show to, to people? Stranger is really fucking good, man. I think that the important thing is is the is the endings. Streetlights was was like going to be one of my top ten. I was mm-hmm. like, it was so well done. It was and they it was so focused on these. And they had great job focusing on these kids. And then the end. Do you watch it yet? No, I haven't. Okay. I just followed it last night. So I, I you should. I was shocked. You just be warned that the ending. It's just like, wait, it's just over. Wait, what just happened? You're just that's like, how I felt with Most Dangerous Game. Oh no no that I that's you saw the arc though when this ends yeah. you're like what the fuck did they have like production limits like or budget limits like what is this mm-hmm. um so that was but up until that it was fantastic um so and I I like Dangerous Game I really thought like I, I liked a, it I think it was a good role for Hemsworth Waltz I like the villains I mean it's in Detroit so I'm it's and I could tell they shot it in Detroit like I know mm-hmm. the street signs um. And and I also thought, like, what's been great about Quibi is they're so good at ending a chapter. Like, the way you read a book, like an old Michael Creighton book, where it's like, end, and, and they're about, something shit's about to go down. They're, they, mm-hmm. Like, they do such a good job of, like, can you wait for the next one to come type thing. Um, Survive wasn't bad. Um, it's still, it got, like, a little, I'd seen it before because it's basically the mountains between us with a younger uh-huh. group of characters. Um I really haven't hated anything. Free Race, Sean, I like the concept's interesting, but well, it's, you wouldn't it's, you wouldn't watch something if you didn't like it. That's true. I, I would just quit. Just wouldn't, so yeah, you wouldn't. The, the thing is, I will say about these short things is you don't have time to hate it. Like it, like even a nine a ten minute thing, it's not long enough for you to get bored because by the time you kind of do, it's over. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, and I'll say it right now, I think most of the Quibi stuff is, but like in, onward, Invisible Man. And that's it. Underwater, <laughs> I didn't mind. I actually thought mm-hmm. it fit what it was doing. And we discussed how, like, the first – like, it kind of goes off the rails the last 30 minutes. But, like, up until there, like, 
I was impressed with how they like managed everything. Birds of Prey, a mess. Kathy Ann should have never directed that. It was just, it, it was just all like it was just trying to be so cute. I did not care for it. Bad Boys for Life is one of the worst films I've seen because I was such a bad boys guy. The what they did, Martin Lawrence should retire. He is. Like, he's cooked he's cooked it's that good man it's like there's a reason why he's not working as much anymore because he was just so it's just so off-putting the twist with like the bad guys can we say spoilers yeah I don't the fact he's his son is so ridiculous the like witch doctor shit the witch doctor stuff was stupid but i I, mean, I i i had fun with it to me it was a guilty no, pleasure i like seeing those that. two guys together i was again. so embarrassed that that, that way back was a <laughs> meh um Bloodshot. Talk about a film where they're like, you have this much that. money, and you get, and they used all their money for the last ten minutes of the movie. The rest of it's like, what is this? Like, it's just when people like lose their mind over Vin Diesel, always cracks me up because at time outside of Fast and Furious, everything else he's involved with is dog crap. Did you um, like the gentleman? No. Okay. I thought that was I was a Guy Ritchie mess. That was like, what am I watching here? It's just like all downhill garbage. I've, I've been wild. able to catch up a lot. Big time adolescence I liked. The the yeah. Davidson thing. Spencer Confidential was okay. Um I have all my list of stuff right here. Hold on. Um Did you watch the Hugh Jackman movie at Bad Education? Uh I'm saving it. That's the thing I'm doing okay. now. Because right. I've looked at the premiere dates and I'm like, okay, like Sunday nights are gonna be pretty full. We'll have last dance for a while. I'm still watching Westworld. You have the Mark Ruffalo show, Billions. I mean start Penny Dreadful just to have something. Ooh, I heard uh, it's bad whatever what the fuck are you gonna watch west wing reruns like um, i've been watching a ton of old shows like, i will tell you man when we get Seinfeld. to may but i don't want to watch new stuff or old stuff I get, I get when i know what's coming i've seen yeah, old yeah. stuff already there's not outside of the americans i've pretty caught up on my old stuff so have you I, watched the new uh, steve carell show by the way on netflix not yet is okay. it good we're, well, under, no. we're under embargo so oh, okay um <laughs> I'm uh, starting Defending Jacob, so that will keep me interested for Fridays. Okay. You have the Eddie. You have Hollywood, which I haven't. I haven't watched the Eddie or Hollywood. Like, I can't bring myself you're going to get to. amped for them. You're going I, to. I, I don't know if I am. Like, I can't get Why? excited for them. I've had them for a month. I haven't Bro, looked at them. You, May is going to be bleak. You're going to have Capone. <laughs> like, think of all the films. Like, Netflix isn't releasing a lot of movies next month. Mm. They're, like, the TV shows, it's like the binge stuff. It's like Eddie, Hollywood, and Homecoming. And um and the Christina app uh you're dead to me or the whatever me. it's second season of that but like um oh black AF I finished that in like ten seconds that what was, I want to know is where is Amazon in this where like where is Amazon not, releasing are, anything unreal I mean Hulu too needs to be releasing a little bit more I know they have the FX stuff I like uh, Mrs America has been really good so far um but uh bad education I do, do want to watch that so I've saved I'm saving my stuff for when they come out just so I have it bad education is tomorrow extractions tonight I've 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 spread all these movies out that I can make it till Memorial Day and it's seeing something new I do not want to watch old stuff I just can't do it it's like huh? I need new shit uh, I, I, um, I will me, say I, I get it. <laughs> as someone who had a baby like um I caught up on everything like you know uh, now I, I I'm like uh, the assistant rhythm section and Call of the Wild are the only films that were theatrical that I haven't seen. Um, right. I'm actually looking forward to The Assistant. Um, I got I'm looking back, forward to Rhythm Section. I got back on Ozark. Um, I quit it, and since I had nothing to watch, I, I started, liked it. Mm-hmm. Zero, zero, zero was great. Um, we talked about that. Um, TV's been pretty good. Um, I even finished Amazing Stories. <laughs> That's oh, wow. Okay. 
So it's funny with that one. I, you know, I tweeted something like I didn't name amazing stories, but I had put out a tweet. Like I just watched yeah. something terrible. And then when the embargo lifted, I was like, that tweet was about amazing stories. Apple has not given me another screener of amazing oh, yeah. stories. Like I have one in my queue and that's it. Every, every other show that they have, I have every episode. So I wonder if they cut me off. I mean, let's be honest. You're not that sad about it. <laughs> Oh, no, um, I don't care. So yeah, did you, that's. Did you like sample like devs or tales from the loop at all? Finished, finished devs. Did you um, like it? Because I I couldn't get into it after the first episode. Yeah, I. There was moments that were like, okay, this is awesome. It still had it's way too Alex Gardenlandy, where it's yeah. like, ugh, like way too um, cerebral. Yeah. Uh, Dave is was it's been hilarious. Love I Dave. Love Dave's him. amazing. Um. Oh, that reminds me. I have a Dave to watch. That's exciting. Now that I think about it, I was like, yeah, I forgot I have that show to watch. Um, Dave's been really good. But, um, yeah, I've, I mean, I've been trying everything. It's like, what else? I mean, you know, I think I've rewatched Made in, OJ Made in America like three times. That's the, <laughs> so I'll have that playing while I'm working. Like, I'll have, mm-hmm. like, Last Dance, I've rewatched twice the first two episodes. Just, like, to have something that I don't, I've seen, I don't have to focus on, but I could, like, look up and be like, oh, that's cool. Um, so yeah, I mean, that's, the, I, 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 it's just, when we get, June is even going to be rougher. Cause like, we're still not going to be getting much like, so, more so news. HBO max launches next month and that's supposed that's to have some stuff like, uh, super intelligence with Melissa McCarthy, yeah. a new Steven Soderbergh movie with, uh, Meryl Streep. I don't know yep. if that stuff's going to be available at launch, but I don't see why it wouldn't be. You gotta have at least super intelligence, I think. Um, yes. But um, that's something. I guess that's to look forward to. Like these, I mean, I want, I, I want to see this Joseph Gordon-Levitt movie, seventy five hundred, where he's a pilot. You know, like uh, is that the Ma- HMS? I know he has an Apple thing too. Uh, no, I, I don't. I think this is just like an indie. I don't think. Or I don't know. Who so it's like Capone five hundred. Like yeah, Capone. exactly. Yeah, exactly. Well, the Capone thing, I was like, oh, this is finally coming out. And as soon as like the fact that I had no idea it was coming out in May doesn't bode well. I feel like. <laughs> uh, yeah, I've, I've 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 heard it's okay. I've heard it's okay. Um, but yeah, but, made, made, clearly made on a budget. Yes. Um, but yeah, it's it's you know. Do you, do you think that we're going to see more um, finished films get acquired by streamers? So, like in the case of the Lovebirds, that was uh, you know, well, Anola Holmes movie. Anola Holmes this week. Um, I think that actually will come out. Uh, right, the Millie Bobby Brown project. That will be okay. either July or August. I have a feeling that we'll get mm-hmm. to see that. But that's finished. Um, Are we going to see more more of that kind of stuff, though? You think? You're running. <laughs> yeah, it's just kind of possibly. It's it all depends because you got to make some sort of profit too. Studios aren't going to just be like here this like it has to make sense in the books and Lovebirds made sense. I, I assumed legendary like that Enola Holmes thing. You, you forget about how they're not like kind of like constricted to one. I mean, they're doing Warner Brothers stuff, but really they like, they don't need to take it there. So, you know, I was reporting on that forever and realized, Oh, this necessary. And I, there's other stuff for legendary. I've reported on it. It's like, Oh, it's not necessarily going to go here. Or here. Right. Um, I think places like a Skydance, a legendary, there are places that if they have a product that becomes a little easier, but you have to, it has to be fiscally responsible. So we'll see. Um, I mean, do you think that, 
you know, like when all this is over and, you know, there's no telling when it will be over, if it ever will be over, like what are sets, what is production going to look like? Are there going to be any changes? Because I, Um, you know, I I understand that there's going to be fewer people on set. From the start. That's, I mean, we reported that in that production story. I mean, if studios find, realize that by doing this, and this is going to go on for at least until that vaccine comes along. So we're looking like eight to 12 months of this types of productions. If you're a studio exec and you start seeing, oh, I don't need this, like they're always looking to save money. So if they realize I don't need this, like I can eliminate this position and we'll be fine. That's, I think you'll see a lot of like leanness. It's like with a lot of layoffs in Hollywood, like, like, I mean, this is back in for variety. We cut positions that to this day don't exist because we just realized we didn't really need them anymore. That's going to be the same way with the studios, the agencies, America. You're going to like, you're going to, maybe you won't have as many bus, like, you know, it's going to be like, I think America and the world is going to change from how a business, how many people are in here, how, you know, maybe they're like, it's just a smart idea to not fill a theater anymore. It'll be odd to not like be crammed in with people, but maybe it's a good thing. Um, I don't know. It, I, I do feel like it's, it's, it'd be shocking to not have some sort of change come down the pipeline from this. Right. Um, I know, I know the guilds are concerned. They don't want positions eliminated on set because that's their whole job is to advocate I'm so for more jobs and stuff. But the, yeah, I cannot believe the WG, like they're so naive to what's going on. And like this current situation, the fact that there might still be a writer's strike amidst all this is crazy. It's just like, I mean, I, I get that, but at the same time, like when the studios or, or whoever are saying, you know, we don't want to give your kids health insurance, like in the middle of a pandemic, sure. well, of course, writers are going to be like, well, fuck, fuck you. Well, I would hope the student, like if that's the case, I'd be, I'd be screaming that to the trades that that's the case. And I would think the studios would turn around real fast if they're like, that'd become national news. If you're a, a, a company that's not providing your employees with healthcare, that would be pretty freaking bad. So I, it's just like how people still haven't worked, learned how to work together during these dire times from Paul. Like it's just, it blows my mind. It's just like, ugh. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, listen, it's Hollywood. So that, but that's like the writer's guild and, and the, uh, the studios and, and, and them. Yeah. But what about, uh, you know, the agency battle? Because I mean, do you feel like writers, are they missing their agents? Are they missing out on work and opportunities because they, they don't have sure. agents. I also feel like under the table, they're talking like, I mean, I mean I, that's definitely happening. The secret thing they've learned to do is just be, just get a producing credit and you can hire your agent back. Cause then you're right. a multi hyphenate and you don't have to fire them. It's mm-hmm. only people that are strictly writers that are not doing that. But so that's what they've been tiptoeing around. I'm still surprised. Like the guys that are running that strike are just, we stick into our guns here and no one has really stood up against it. And they need to come from the writer's side. But, um, yeah, I mean, I know for a fact that people are, like, hurting on that front, but they're also finding ways to just talk with their agents. It's not like these people are tapping their phones or something like that. But do you think, like, lit departments, sort of industry-wide, are going to take a hit? I mean, they, ha- they already have been, but... Well, I mean, lit departments are the ones putting together stuff right now, so, like, right. if... if right, because it's not... Right. It's that, a give I mean, and that, take. That's what it's I've a, heard, too. It's a give and take. Talent's the one that's kind of hurting, because these people can't be... Once You, you can't receive a check until... So you're going to production. So right. like, like at least like writers are the, at the least like, you know, you can get a rewrite thing. And once that movie's back up, you're getting that check. So. And do you think that we'll see a, a sort of animation boom? Because it seems like, you know, you, you well, the big one I've heard is comedy should have a comeback because everybody needs to smile. Like the dark stuff, like people are, it's going to take a seat a little bit. So mm-hmm. we'll see. Um, but uh, 
yeah, it's it's um it's still too early to tell, but there'll definitely be changes. I feel like uh, going forward. So just have to see. How'd you feel about the NFL draft last night? Uh, I thought the production ran over really well. In terms of my personal, I'm a I didn't get to fan. watch it. Well, you didn't have to because your fucking team, per usual, traded <laughs> out, which pissed me off so much. All right, venting time. <laughs> so for the past two weeks, they've been saying the Lions are going to trade this pick, trade this pick, trade this pick. Mm-hmm. Fucking Rappaport and Schefter getting my hopes up. We get to the moment. There's never been a cornerback drafted in the top three in ever, and the Lions broke that tradition last night. That said, afterwards it comes out, they never had any offers. So I like the guy. I've always been on Jeffrey Okuda. I think he's a shutdown, ball-hawking dude that love, that tackles like a safety. So I actually think, you know, from where they were, after Chase Young, he was probably the next best pl- player defensively, and they need to fix that defense. It's just today they have the 35th, the 67th, and the 83rd. They need to make sure those three guys are also starters. So if you don't get extra picks from the trade, which is what I wanted, that's what needs to happen. So we'll see. But, um, yeah, I mean, it is what it is. SOL, same old lines. I would have liked to have seen the Patriots uh, draft Jordan Love, but the Packers. Now that will be interesting because I love it because Aaron Rodgers is going to throw a fucking hissy fit. It's going to be amazing. And I love it. The, the Packers are in turmoil. That was the best that, part of the fucking draft. That, that, that was definitely an interesting pick. Um, but, yeah, Bill traded down. Especially I mean, when um, Rodgers is on Pat McAfee's show going, uh, yeah, I hope they give me some weapons and they get a fucking backup quarterback who probably won't play next year. <laughs> All right, dude. Um, I don't know. Any, like, what, what's the biggest thing you miss after all this quarantine stuff? Meeting, talking to people in person. Going to a bar and just having a beer and watching a sporting event. I miss sports. Right. That's what's great. Like this week, we had the last dance and the draft, and everybody was like, "Couldn't it, it couldn't come fast enough?" So I miss sports. It's just yeah, it's, I miss playing basketball on Saturdays. I'm getting out of shape over here. Yeah, I have, virtual, <laughs> I have a virtual. I have a virtual circuit with our buddy uh, uh, Chris on uh, Sunday. We're gonna hit the bag and stuff like that with our computers on. So that'll be fun. Okay. Um, anything else that uh, you wanted to get off your chest or, or talk about? Nah, uh, 10 a.m. will be a cool scoop. Olivia Wilde's, uh, or it will already have posted her film, uh, Don't yeah, Worry, Darling. Yeah, this is going to go up It is, Friday. and now that we got it, it is uh, Florence Pugh, Chris Pine, and Shia LaBeouf will be starring in that movie. And Olivia's in it as well, which she's directing. Pugh, Pine, and, and LaBeouf. Okay. And well, psychological thriller. So that, the, that the, be John, the John Carabino crew. <laughs> <laughs> All right, dude. Um, hey, uh, thank you for doing this. I appreciate it, brother. Uh, where can the good folks find you? Uh, Kroll J. Var uh, is my Twitter handle, and I am at Variety.com. And I'm the, the Insider on uh, Twitter, Instagram, and Cameo. Guys, stay safe out there. Wear masks, wear gloves when you're out in public. This holiday season, it's all about the bedroom. And Casper's Black Friday sale has up to 30% off everything you need to make your bedroom your happy place. Only Casper mattresses are made with 86 supportive gel pods to align your spine and eliminate aches and pains. And Casper bed frames are made from the highest quality materials. Give the gift of a better bedroom. Save up to 30% during Casper's Black Friday sale on now at Casper.com. Terms and conditions apply. See Casper.com slash terms for more details. The Medicare annual election period deadline is almost here. I'm Meredith Vieira, here with examples of people who started their search for coverage at MyHealthPolicy.com. Meet Larry. He likes doing things online, so he started at MyHealthPolicy.com. I took my time and found the coverage I was looking for, and... 
done. Next is Mary. When she wanted answers, she picked up the phone. I wanted a local perspective on plans, so I called MyHealthPolicy.com and done. Switched to a better plan. And Michael. I met with a local licensed insurance agent face-to-face and done. Go to MyHealthPolicy.com to compare top-rated Medicare Advantage plans in your area, including $0 premium plans, or call 1-800-GO-START. That's 1-800-GO-START. Meredith Vieira is a paid endorser. KF Agency operates MyHealthPolicy.com, not connected with or endorsed by the U.S. government or the federal Medicare program. A licensed insurance agent may call.